welcome to the Extraordinary Moms podcast. I'm Jessica Dalkus, your host, and every week I interview a different mom who shares their motherhood journey and the lessons that they've learned along the way. If I've learned anything from interviewing such a wide range of moms, it's that no two moms parent in the same way, and we should celebrate that and learn from one another. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today, and if you like what you hear, please share the show with a friend. Hello, everybody. Made it to the last week of February. I wanted to let everyone in Texas, especially, but around the country who are facing harsh weather conditions, we are thinking of you and praying for you. It is just devastating to see some of the scary stuff going on and the empty shelves and hospitals being without power. And, you know, at 35 weeks pregnant, I can't even imagine going in to have a baby and knowing that these conditions are going on around me and oh my gosh. So we're just praying so, so much for relief and support for Texas and anywhere else in the world where people might be suffering right now due to weather or other circumstances. Hopefully today will be a little brightness in your day. My guest is a second time podcast interviewee and it's Emily Lex. Emily is coming on today to chat about her new book, Freely and Lightly, and how as somebody that tends to cling to the reins pretty tightly in her own life, she realized that wasn't working for her anymore, and she wanted to be more free and light in her own life. She also talks about an extensive RV trip that her family took around the country, and that is bold. That is bold, and I'm so excited for you to hear all about that trip and many other things. So let's get to my conversation with the amazing Emily Lex. All right. I'm so excited to have Emily Lex back on the show. Hi, Emily. Hi. Thanks for having me. Yeah. The last episode you were on was in the 200s and now this is mid 300s. So good for you. That's a lot of conversations. That's a lot of conversations. (laughs) And it's funny because I get asked a lot from friends and stuff like, are you still doing the podcast? It's amazing how people that I'm friends with don't listen. Isn't that strange? Anyways. But (laughs) most of my real life friends they don't do the work that I do. So they're kind of like, what? Instagram? Blogging? What's that? Yeah, and even (laughs) podcasts. And I love listening to podcasts. It's part of my normal life. And I find them even easier to listen to than audiobooks, which I find are too long since I don't have a commute and things like that. And so people even that aren't on the podcast train, even if it's not mine, I'm thinking like, how how do you get the laundry done? (laughs) I know. I am putting headphones in a lot while I'm making dinner. And I think my kids get annoyed a little bit because they like want me to be present, but it's so nice just to listen to something while you're chopping carrots. Yeah, exactly. Well, the trick is Emily that you only put one earbud in because then when you're driving, when you're cooking, whatever, it looks like, you know, the, the ear is available, but then you're also getting your input and you're saying, uh-huh. Oh, uh-huh. tell me more. Totally. Uh-huh. <laughs> there you go. That's a good <laughs> well, Emily, we have a lot of new listeners since the last time you were on and everything. So why don't you just give a little background on yourself and your family before we dive into all the fun stuff we have to talk about sure. today. I, this is such, you know, this is obviously like the question that you need to answer, but it's a hard one to answer, right? Does anyone ever ask? you that question (laughs) well no and so I'm glad I don't have to but today's about you (laughs) I know it's kind of hard so um I'm married and we have
have four kids. The oldest is 17 and youngest is almost 11. Um, so we're in just this like new season of older kids. And uh, I loved toddlers and I still really do love a toddler and a preschooler. And I loved that time of parenting. And I was real nervous about what it would be like to raise teenagers and three of them are boys so i have three teenage boys and i was like oh that's gonna be terrible um but it's actually wonderful and so we're just in this like really kind of sweet spot season of older kids and um, i blogged for about 10 years and in 2018 it just as i was going through a lot of like identity questions and recognizing some areas where I was using a lot of the good things in my life um, to tell me who I am and it and then feeling like really unsettled and dissatisfied with it um, I just kind of went on this pretty deep journey of trying to figure out the questions like who am I am I enough who is God I was a believer and have been all my life but what I say is that I was saved but I wasn't free mm. and so it just was this long journey um, I kind of stopped blogging and then an opportunity came up for me to write a book and so I've just kind of switched platforms so it feels like a career change in my 40s but um, it's been it's just I'm so thankful for the opportunities and for the direction of kind of where I'm going now. Yeah. And I think when you're open-handed with the ability mm -hmm. to evolve, mm -hmm. right? It keeps you from feeling stuck or stale or whatever because I think so many women, especially people that, you know, take a break from their careers to raise children or whatever whatever mm -hmm. it is, they think like, well, what's next for me? Once once my kindergartner goes to kindergarten, <clears throat> what, what am I going to do with my life? And yeah. sometimes that question can be really scary for people, but you and I can both testify that <laughs> there, there are jobs that exist now that did not exist 15 yeah. years ago. And there yeah. are opportunities that will come that you may not be able to like put a label on right now, but there's something, there's something around the corner yeah. for all of us. Yeah, totally. And, and also within that, there's so much freedom that yeah. you can do something and you can do it well and you can be successful at it. And you can also let it go. Yeah. You can also switch and do something else. And that's okay too. It's super scary. Yeah. And it maybe looks very contrary to the world looking at you. But yeah. um, especially when it just feels like this is kind of where God was leading me, that obedience and that faithfulness is so much more important than holding on to something that worked for you before, but is no longer working and you're just forcing it. And yeah. that is just a very uncomfortable place to be. So um, yeah, there's opportunities and there's also a lot of grace when it's time to let that go. Hey everyone, I wanted to jump in real quick and thank a show sponsor and that is Bulldog Yoga. It's no secret that we're all juggling a lot these days and sometimes our personal fitness and well-being can be pushed to the side as we're tending to so many other things like wacky school schedules, our kids needs, our emotional needs, and dinner still needs to be put on the table, right? So yoga has always been a great go-to fitness solution for me. I love the feeling that yoga gives me. It gives me time and space for myself as well as providing a great workout. And Bulldog Yoga is so awesome because it's online and it's about taking the intimidation out of yoga and replacing it with music, smiles, no judgment. Bulldog Online is about making yoga fun. Yes, fun, I promise. And Bulldog streaming online classes are available on demand anytime, any place on your schedule. Bulldog even offers classes for kids and teens. So you can get your Bulldog on and get moving 
with the whole family. I love that so much. And there's classes for all levels. So if you're a beginner or more advanced, they have classes ranging from 12 to 60 minutes. So you can try out Bulldog Online Yoga for free by going to bulldogonline.com. That's bulldogonline.com and use the code EEP for an additional 50% off your first paid month. 30 days free and 50% off your first paid month. Again, that's bulldogonline.com, coupon code EEP. Give it a try and take some time for yourself. You will find it is so, so worth it. I'm pregnant with my fourth boy right now. Congratulations. Thank you. And I am terrified to start over. I, Uh my youngest is five Uh and we thought we were done and and, and we were getting to that sweet spot of kids being independent. And yes, my youngest was still five, which, you know, still requires mom a lot, but (sighs) Emily, I'm a little, I'm a little stressed. I have maybe had a little (laughs) breakdown. How old is your oldest? So my oldest is 11. Okay. And then eight and then five and then Uh this little guy new baby yes but i am so exciting thank you what a different experience it will be having that five-year gap i bet you'll love it you know that's (laughs) what i think too that's what i think too emily because my my big kids like they don't remember the baby stage and there's just something so sweet about them being able to experience that as a Uh growing adolescent and thinking of some some person other than themselves out of necessity and just I don't know it will be different it will be far more helpful for me to have some some extra hands on on board so I am Uh excited and it will be different but it's also hard to picture starting again I know but you know I feel like I have a friend and she intentionally had she really wanted like a five or six year gap okay and so her oldest is 14 and her youngest is four and She's like, this little Mia just brings so much life to our family. And so, you know, you also have that where now they just have this baby brother who's just going to bring so much joy to your life. So it's going to, you're going to be just fine. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much. Yeah. Cause I kind of felt like I was entering a phase where I was kind of like phoning it in. Like I got to do Mm -hmm. more stuff that I wanted to do, but yet I wasn't necessarily even filling my time with things that were of real value because I was kind of in that interim period of like, well, what's next for me? And so when the Lord kind of put on my heart, like, well, maybe it's not all about you. Maybe maybe it's time to, 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 to finish up your family and whatnot. I'm just like, so tell me, tell me about teenage boys. You were afraid. And so tell me how has that been and what have you done to cultivate these positive relationships and even just positive connotation with teenagers? Mm-hmm. I, I just, you know what I think is so interesting is on social media, I feel like the questions that I receive the most is how do you raise teenage boys, yeah. which really just tells me that there's not a lot of, especially I think on Instagram, there's so many moms of little kids, but there are just not a lot of moms who are talking about teenagers and, you know, you have mops, mothers of preschoolers, but there's not like mothers of teenagers. So it does feel like this hole that people are, are, are worried about what it's going to be like to be teenage moms. And we all need those examples of like, Hey, it's going to be okay. (laughs) So, um, you know, I think a, a, a really big part of it is just, we have we have a couple of really good kids, all four of them. But especially our number one is a very um, he has set a tone for our family that I'm just so thankful that he's the first one mm. <laughs> because he is um, 
curious and kind and a, a little more cautious and very like firstborn. Okay. And so he's just really set a really good example for the other kids to follow. So I'm really grateful for that. <laughs> um, I think a, a huge part of it is just being present and available and talking to them like they're human and people yeah. and um, opening up. I mean, I think the, my older kids love when I open up about maybe some areas that I've struggled or I have in the past. They always are asking questions about like, what was it like when you were dating or what was it like when you were trying out for a sport or whatever those things are. Mm -hmm. They just want to relate. So I think um, maybe one thing that we've done well is we've just established this communication of um, mutual respect and trust. Like there's, so, as your kids get older, there's so much opening up of your hands and um, and just letting them kind of find their independence, but then also having to balance between like, but you're still my kid and I still need to protect you. So it's a, it's a dance. Absolutely. Um, but I think they, at least for mine, and I feel like a lot of our kids' friends, they're not the like slam your door, storm off, I hate you. Like that's just not our experience of these mm -hmm. kids. And I kind of hate that that's like what we're all going into it expecting. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I think the difference between, you know, when when mothers are able to share online about their potty yeah. trading woes and their toddlers and their messes and everything like that, you know, these, these stories and situations are not abnormal and are not quite as like sacred as some of the struggles that teens go through and the personal challenges they go through. And I think their mothers can feel like their hands are really tied because they mm -hmm. want to protect their kids and their stories and their trust, but also like, we don't know everything either. And so for, for situations that, you know, maybe, you know, with your friends or with your own children, how are you finding support through teenage things where it's like you're kind of unsure how to mm -hmm. navigate, but you also don't want to like blast it on a, you know, bull yeah, bullhorn. Right. I mean, and that's where like early blogging, when I kind of was going, it, you could share all of the stuff about just, you know, the ins and outs of, of motherhood, yeah. but that's when they were little right. and they weren't reading it and their friends weren't reading it. <laughs> so yeah. now I, I can't share personal things about the kids just because they do, their friends are reading my stuff, yeah. which is so funny, but um, so I think it's really important to have a couple of close friends that you do feel like you can share some of the harder things with. I think, um, my sisters have teenage kids at the same time. And so that's really helpful because of course I love my nieces and nephews. And so there's not like a judgment that's going to happen when they share something that they're going through. Mm -hmm. Um, so actually I think as the kids get older, it's even more important to have real life people than it is to have an online community just because real yeah. life people is, um, that's like the safer, they know you, they know your kids, they understand just the context that you're living in. And, um, I don't, that's just been super invaluable to me. And then yeah. maybe finding some older moms who have already walked through it, um, to be able to ask for advice and, and to realize, Oh, you're really normal. This is really normal. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I love that point because so many times I see, you know, people online getting blasted for making a certain decision for their family or, you know, whatever it is. And it's like, you're only seeing one slice. Like nobody saw the background of making that decision or things like that. And it just seems like, why would anybody want to put their life 
out there to be criticized like that because most of us are genuinely doing our best and are great moms that have weighed the pros and cons and you know and our decisions are based on that so and based on so much more than what you yes than what anyone can see right absolutely absolutely something funny over the last year what i've heard because um you know with the pandemic and and more togetherness in the home and things like that something i've heard is that the open concept floor plan for homes people are wishing they had more walls <laughs> and more doors, maybe not more doors to slam, but more doors to shut. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> I just we wish that we had a basement. So we have yeah. like a, a third story room where okay. the kids can go hang out. Okay. But they're just, they're so loud. Right. So we, we wish that we had a basement that we could send them to the basement. Yes. And my kids walk so heavy. Yes. So like when they're upstairs, it's like, goo, goo. it sounds like yes. an elephant. And I mean, I have like little kids. So what the uh-huh. heck? But if you could send them down, then you're not uh-huh. facing the same foot. Oh, there you go. I'm like, wait, where do you live? Where do you live, Emily? We are outside of Seattle, Washington. Okay, beautiful. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Are our basements common there? Um probably less common than other parts okay. of the country. I don't know. I I think there's not a ton of them. Yeah. Actually. Yeah, I'm in California <laughs> and because of like earthquakes and things like that, we don't have basements. So yeah. I do I do envy people that that have the basement option <laughs> even versus the third story option. Hey everyone, I wanted to jump in again and thank a show sponsor, and that is Ana Luisa. You've heard me talking about Ana Luisa jewelry for a few weeks now, but you guys, I have not taken my little huggy hoop gold earrings out. They have not been uncomfortable. I've slept in them, I've showered in them, and they are gorgeous. They're gorgeous. And the thing I love most about Ana Luisa jewelry are that they make them in limited batches, so they ensure ensure the highest production standards, and they offset 100% of their carbon emissions, starting with the sourcing of raw materials all the way to the disposal of their pieces to make sure that they are being socially responsible. Plus, when you see the catalog of pieces that Ana Luisa Jewelry offers you online, you won't believe their prices. They start at 39 bucks and there's no luxury markup, but they look like luxury pieces and they're truly made like them as well. These pieces are great for yourself or for a gift for a loved one. If you go to extraordinarymoms.com, I'm gonna link where you can find the discount code and everything. But if you go to analuisa.com slash EEP, you can get 10% off your order, which is so great. Plus you order online, come straight to your door. It could not be any easier. Another necklace I got that I'm so excited about are these intertwined circles. And it just reminds me of the love of me and my husband. And I told him I bought it for myself from him as a Valentine's present. You're welcome, Pete. <laughs> so I want you to go check out this special deal at analuisa.com slash EEP. That's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A dot com slash EEP. And that'll get you 10% off their jewelry. I absolutely recommend them. They're a great brand making beautiful, sustainable jewelry. Go to analuisa.com slash EEP, A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A.com slash EEP. Get something special for yourself. You chose to be in an even smaller space with your mm-hmm. kids and you talk about this in your new book, Freely and Lightly. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, okay. 
set the stage. Your husband had always wanted to do like an an RV airstream trip. Like, t- t- walk me through this. Walk me through <laughs> this. Well, so he, my husband, he is. Um, he's just an idea guy. And so he would, he had always been like, it would be so cool if we could just take our kids and travel around the country. And it's not maybe a super unique goal. I think a lot of people are like, that would be so awesome to take a, a big road trip. Um, and I was real hesitant at first. Cause I'm like, well, we have a nice little tidy life and I don't really want to leave our nice little tidy life. And then I, you know, this was kind of mid me going through a lot of this kind of, I mean, I can't call it a midlife crisis, but for lack of better words, yeah. it happened when I was 35. And so it was just this, like, I need to shake things up a little bit. And so I said yes to it. So we bought an Airstream, like the largest one we could get because we have four kids. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, we hung a ham across the back so that one of the kids could sleep in a hammock Uh one slept on the like pull out dinette and then two on the little couch Uh and it was a real tight packed thing um this was four years ago so our kids were a little bit smaller and um we traveled for four months around the country and it was it it was as incredible as anyone could imagine (laughs) and also really challenging because we had six people living so tightly together for four months. So it really caused us to, to pay attention to what things were important to us, what conversations we were having, um, how present we were with our family. It was, it was a very life-changing trip for all of us. I would think so. Mm-hmm. And so how do you get the kids on board with leaving their friends, leaving their hobbies, <laughs> leaving their school, their computer, like all these, these conveniences and norms and say it's just us kids and we're he- we're heading out were they were they excited about this or how did you, know you, how did you do that they were so our oldest was 13 or mm-hmm. he had he was maybe he was 12 13 mm-hmm. um so he was in 6th grade and then the others were just younger and so our our daughter was in kindergarten so um it wasn't a big it wasn't a big like ask for them. It was mm. sure. That sounds fun. That's exciting. So I think we have little adventures. Um, our oldest, it was probably the hardest, obviously, because the older you get, the more tied in you get to community, but we left in April and, um, and so they really only missed two months of school mm. and then we were gone for all summer. So it, I think that when just the way maybe that Ryan especially presented it, it like, of course you want to go on. Right. I love that. So how did you decide where to go? Did you change it up along the way? Um, We mostly had our plan figured out. So we're up in Seattle. So we kind of went around counterclockwise around the perimeter of the country. Uh We wanted to hit a lot of national parks and then a lot of the kind of big cities. So we spent 4th of July in Washington, D.C., and we spent a week in New York City. And we kind of came down and hit, up, you know, Nashville and St. Louis. So we hit a little bit of the inside of the country. But we missed a lot. I think we did 38 states. So wow. there's still a handful that we didn't actually get to. But running around the perimeter was great. We love the water. So we did as much coast as we could. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. That is incredible. That is so incredible. And I mean, does it seem like just yesterday or forever ago that you did it? (laughs) We thoughts come up all the time. We went, we ate at a lot of restaurants. Like we really 
we did it as big as we could do it. We were like, this is our one chance to be in Savannah as a family. So we're going to go to a nice restaurant. And so, um, we actually, we talk about the restaurants a lot. The kids talk about it a lot. Like we just eat really good food. We had cool experiences and things that I, I can't imagine that we'll ever do this kind of trip again. So I'm so thankful that we just took the opportunity and did it. And now when the kids are learning U.S. history or when they see pictures of the Grand Canyon or like we've been there and Mm -hmm. that is such a cool gift to be able to give to the kids. Yeah, absolutely. It brings it to life. It certainly Mm -hmm. does. It it certainly does. We lived in Virginia for a time. And so now that my kids are are doing more U.S. history and things, it's like, you've been there. You've been to that place. And do you remember that? And sadly, they were too young for some of these things. But like, oh, man, giving them that in-person impression of, of how beautiful our world is. And so many times as families, we think we need to, you know, save mass amounts of money to travel or we need to go somewhere really exotic or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, but really sometimes within a few hours of your own home, there's so much exploring and beauty and, and learning to be done. And national parks are set up for families. And so there's, there's like a junior ranger program at pretty much all national, every national park. And there's like little junior ranger booklets that the kids can go through and tours that you can do. And so that part made it so engaging for them to be able to answer questions and learn about the different parts of of the national park. And then you get a little like ranger badge once you turn in your booklet. So, you know, my, my older kids now wouldn't do it, but when they were that age, it was so great. So utilize those things that are just, they're right there in, in our areas or, or within driving distance for most places. Yeah. Um, so it's awesome. Our our country is beautiful. (laughs) It is. It is. And so diverse. And something that you made a habit of during your trip was that you were painting every day. I, okay. That didn't happen on my trip, but when we, when we came back just a couple years later, it just kind of all, uh, sprinkled out into me where it was like, I love painting. And that was the thing that I had kind of forgotten about in my life. I had gotten so busy, like running a business and running this online thing that, um, I was paying so much attention to strategy and uh, the places in my brain that are just not real life giving to me. And Mm -hmm. so this was part of my own, um, kind of spiritual formation was recognizing what are the things in me that make me come alive that I can use to, to really worship honestly. Mm-hmm. And painting is one of them. And so, um, in 2019, so our trip was in 2016. Okay. And then in 2019, I started a little watercolor painting every day for the year. So I did 365 paintings. I didn't miss a day. I think there were two days that I did it the day before so that I could, um, because we had something going on that next day, but it yeah. was just this practice that I committed to. And, um, and I learned so much about myself and painting and I got better obviously because yeah. after a year of practice, you will get better. But also it was so much about just the, the habit and the practice of sitting down daily and doing a thing that just makes you come alive it was so valuable to me. That is so incredible. And, and like I mentioned before, when I was in that phase of, okay, now I have a kindergartner and I'm choosing to fill my time with things that really don't feel very life-giving to me or moving, moving me forward. I love that you could kind of harken back to something that, 
used to matter to you or you used to make time for or enjoy and and reincorporate that in your life. And I think there's there's those things for all of us. Yeah. And so how, especially early on in your painting, mm-hmm. if you've been out of practice and everything, you know, the tendency is to, to feel critical of ourselves sometimes mm-hmm. and feel like, whoa, like, <laughs> and so how did, how do you, how, or how did you learn to paint solely for enjoyment versus painting for a result? I, I mean, that's such a good question. I, I think part of it was just, this was a thing for me. Mm-hmm. And then I did end up sharing it on Instagram every day. So of course it then becomes a little bit of like, okay, I'm just doing it. But it was like, I'm just sharing. I'm just, this isn't yeah. like, I'm not selling these things. I'm no one, no one can tell me if they're good or bad. Cause there's like, there's just no value in that. So it was just telling myself, this is a practice. And so I committed to not starting over. So mm-hmm. whatever, one I was doing, that was the one that I was working on. And, um, I, although actually I will tell you a story. I changed, I'm started over on one of them. Okay. Because <laughs> there was one that I was doing and, um, it was, going to be it was these cleaning supplies in a little white bucket and I was painting it and I'm like you know what the people on Instagram are not going to like the white bucket it needs to be a little more colorful it needs to like show up I want people to really like this and so I painted the bucket red and I hated it Mm. I don't even like the color red I did red because I thought it would get me more likes and so I was like Emily this is not the point of this and so I started that one over because it just felt like I was now doing this to gain approval and that was not what I was doing. So that is the one that I started over because I was doing it for the wrong reasons. So um, I think it's just like kind of understanding what's in your heart. What are you doing this for? And for me, it was like, I'm going to practice. This is just supposed to bring out joy. Some of them are not going to be great. And definitely there are ones that I love and ones that I don't love as much. And that's okay. Like yeah. It was something that I did every day. And the point was to practice. Yeah. That is, that's so beautiful and so interesting that, yeah, even amidst feeling more, more free and, and, and knowing that you're doing it for yourself, that still those tendencies kind of slip in for sure. <laughs> and, and, and being mindful of that. And I think once you're mm-hmm. self-aware enough to realize that those things, it's not completely ridding ourselves of comparison or judgment or mm-hmm. anything like that. It's being aware enough mm-hmm. to not let it stick with us and dictate us. Yeah. And, and tell you who you are and then inform the way that you then live, because that's, that's just so backwards from how it should be. And I'm so, I fall into that temptation all the time. And so I'm really thankful to be in a place now where I'm just very aware of what my little tendencies are. And comparison is a really big one for me. And so I just am always really paying attention to like, why do I feel so yucky? Oh, it's because I'm comparing. <laughs> mm, yeah. And I remember from our last conversation, just other things that, that I've, I've seen you write about and things like that, that, you know, being in control, being type A, you're prone to anxiety, you know, things like that. And, and I am too, mm-hmm. but knowing that there's, there's an ability to evolve into a new way, into a new space. Hello again. Wanted to jump in one final time to thank our show sponsor, Pipette. Pipette is a clean baby and mom care brand with a mission to give every family the best start. And obviously, if you're listening to this, you're an extraordinary mom and you want the best for your children. 
but it can be really hard to navigate which products are safe and healthy and effective for your babies. Did you know that the FDA only bans 12 potentially harmful ingredients in skincare products, but Pipette bans more than 2,000, ensuring their products are safe, effective, and they use only non-toxic ingredients. They're vegan, hypoallergenic, sustainable, and pediatrician and dermatologist approved. Pipette is a new brand to me and I'm so excited to use this on my baby. There's a special coating, moisturizing coating that babies are born with when they're first born. But as you wash your baby and bathe them, that coating is removed and they need the extra moisture put back into their skin. And they have a, an incredible ingredient called squalane in the Pipette products that help restore that moisturizing effect. And I'm so excited to see that work magic on my baby. So visit pipettebaby.com and get 30% off with the code EMP. That's pipettebaby.com and enter the code EMP to get 30% off your order. Thanks, Pipette, for sponsoring the show. Your book is called Freely and Lightly. <laughs> and especially coming out one year post, you know, the pandemic starting and everything like that. I live in California and free and light is not how we are feeling no, right. <laughs> right now. But I think it's how so many of us would love to live. And I just want to know from you, like, how you get outside of your circumstances to still feel free and light mm -hmm. in your life and not let those circumstances dictate how you feel or how you behave. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think that when I, when I think of the terms free and light, and it comes from a verse in Matthew, when Jesus is saying, um, come to me all who are heavy and burdened, and I will give you rest. Yeah. And so it's just understanding what does that rest really look like? And for me, it was like, I want soul deep rest. I want to know on the inside that I'm okay, mm -hmm. that I don't have to look to the world and to the really good things that are in my life and the things that are not good in my life. And those things don't, don't give me value. Mm -hmm. Those things are just things in my life. My value comes because God chose me and he loves me and he calls me enough because of his son. And so coming from that place of, of just confidence and, and I call it quiet confidence because mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be this loud boisterous confidence it's just this kind of soul deep peace that now I can look into the world and at my circumstances the good and the bad circumstances and they don't get to tell me who I am they don't mm -hmm. get to to assign value to me and that's that really is my big temptation is to look out into the to the things that I have and to grab them and to and to want to make them give me meaning and give me value and make me feel uh, approved of and that I'm better or maybe that I'm worse than other people. And so it's just this constant judgment where I'm looking to the world to tell me who I am. And it's just so fickle and mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. unsatisfactory. And so this journey for me that I wrote in Freely and Lightly is just about the invitation of Jesus to say, hey, I will give you rest. And so it's my journey of kind of understanding, who, asking the question, who am I? And ultimately, who is God? And do I trust him? Do I trust that I even want the rest that he has to offer? Is he good? Um, and then kind of coming to terms with answering those questions and the transformation that happened because of that. And it really has changed my life. Mm -hmm. I mean, I still obviously have struggles, but I just, I really feel that peace inside of me that I didn't before that I was very anxious inside because I just did. I felt like I needed to prove myself 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so there, there has been so much freedom. Um, and that Jesus offers it to everybody, not yeah. just me. It's a process and it is, it requires some letting go and some hard work, but it is, um, it's this living freely and lightly is for everybody. Yeah. You talk about in the book, learning about the unforced rhythms of grace, mm-hmm. unforced rhythms of grace. What is that? And how do I do that? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, wouldn't you love to know? I would love to know too. Um, okay. So it comes from the, the message version. Can I read this for yes, you? Yes, please. Okay. So the message version of Matthew eleven twenty eight. So the verse, the that's, more popularly said, take my yoke upon you, that kind of verse. So it says, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. So these unforced rhythms of grace Um, I, I, let's see in the book, I talk about when my son, we went on a field trip. It was his like fifth grade, go to this little like camp Seymour out near us. And one of the things that they did was they took canoe rides. And so Mason and his little buddy got in the canoe and they started paddling. And it just so happens that we have a couple of kids who really love boating. And so they understand how to paddle in unison together and working together. And there were some other kids who were out there paddling and they were working against each other and moving mm-hmm. in circles and not going where they wanted. And it was a much less efficient way to drive the boat. And so I think um, the, the best kind of illustration is that the unforced rhythms of grace are the ways that Jesus says, hey, here's how to live. Here's what to do. Here's how to practice following me. And if you keep in step with how I do it, it will be so much easier. Life will mm-hmm. go so much better for you. doesn't mean that it's not going to have trial, but inside your deep peace, it will remain because you're staying in step with those unforced rhythms of grace. Mm-hmm. If you choose to do it differently, you might go in circles and you might be working harder than you really need to. So a huge part of this is just learning who is Jesus? What does he say? Mm. What kind of life does he live? What um, what are the practices that he does? A lot of people call those spiritual disciplines. Sometimes I think that feels like um, an intense word that we're a little like resistant to because we don't really want a checklist. But I think once you get to the heart of who Jesus is, he's saying, no, you don't have to check off a checklist. These are just ways of living that are better for you. (laughs) So Mm. get away. Silence and solitude is so important. That's like a huge thing for me. I just need quiet in my life. Otherwise I, I am, you know, like just frazzled all the time. Um, reading his word, worship, being in community with other people. Like these are just the habits and the practices of following Jesus. And they're not a checklist. They're just the ways that he sets up that, are a way to live that is so grace-filled. Yeah. And I love how the quote that you read says, keep company with me mm-hmm. versus like, take my master class. Like, <laughs> like we're, we're not just, we're not, not just hanging out with me. Yeah. We're not just <laughs> under Jesus Christ to, mm. to, to learn. We were, we're learning from him and learning of his teachings, but he wants us to keep company with him. And we really do adapt and, and learn from people simply by being with them. Mm-hmm. Right. And so the more we're able to incorporate 
him in both the secular and spiritual parts of our life, we we find all of those parts more aligned and yeah, more more covered by that grace. Like you said, I love like who who wouldn't want that? I know, I know, and but you know what? There's a cost. There of is. There a is. Cost. Yeah. And and it's confusing because it's like, what does that really mean? And what like Jesus yeah. isn't? He's not here right with me. And so I know that there's a ton of um, hurdles to it, and and it really does take a lot of effort. But but it's true. Yeah. And it's good. And I can just say my life has really been changed since. Um, since really accepting this invitation into what it means to live freely and lightly. (laughs) It really does does change you. Yeah. And so how do you help your kids recognize this in their own lives as well without kind of forcing it down their throat? Mm -hmm. You know, at what, at what stage, you know, does it just become way more modeling than, you know, getting them to just do, do A, B, C, and D? Yeah. I don't know that we're perfect at it. I think it's been really interesting this year. Um, We haven't been to church since Mm -hmm. March. And so we've been just doing kind of church at home and, and um, the conversations that we've had, it's, it's just so interesting. They want to talk and they have questions and just us being present will create an atmosphere where we're able to have those conversations about what does what does it actually mean to follow Jesus? What is, and they all, um, they've all grown up in the church. And so they're all very familiar. They go to youth group. So they have some really good other mentors in their life, which I think is super important for kids to not just have it come from your parents, but mm-hmm. to have, um, other guys for the boys and other women for the girls to have as examples and people they can talk to and ask questions. So that's something that we're definitely encouraging in them. And then it's just, um, I think it's really important for your kids to see you reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. I journal a lot. I think it's important for them to know like, Hey, this is mom's time to journal. This is what I'm doing. Like I, I want my kids to become journalers if that's the way that they might experience some kind of um, conversation with Jesus. And so it's just kind of teaching them the different, the different ways, the different practices yeah. and, and setting that example. Yeah. Yeah, and, and introducing different practices that might mm-hmm. resonate with them because everyone's a little bit different. So sometimes it is, you know, writing. Sometimes it is singing. Sometimes it is being out in nature. You know, and everyone processes mm-hmm. differently. So providing a spectrum of of options, of options uh, for totally. connection, yep. I I think that's that's really beautiful. I love yeah. that, <laughs> Emily. You. This has been so wonderful to catch up with you and reconnect with you. Tell people where they can find freely and lightly and anywhere else they can follow you online. Sure. Um, everything actually is available at emilylex.com. So that's where you'll find where you can order the book and how to follow me on social. Um, on Instagram, I'm Emily Lex Studio, and I share lots of artwork and just behind the scenes stuff about life. So I'd love to make some new friends there as well. Um, and then with the book, you can get three free chapters. Just if you want to read a little bit of it, kind of get the introduction to what this story is about. Um, you can go get those on my website as well. Emilylex.com. Amazing. Oh, and your writing is as beautiful as your art is. And it just, yeah, you're just such a, a wonderful example online and 
Hopefully someday we can connect in person as well. <laughs> thank you, Jessica. This is this is great. Congratulations on your baby. Oh, thank be, you so much. Love it. <laughs> well, I always ask my guests one final question. I probably sure. asked you this the last time you were on, but it's been a while. Maybe it's changed. <laughs> what would you tell your pre-motherhood self? Oh gosh, when you asked me this last time, I got so teary. <laughs> and, and really, in our last conversations, it was really kind of in the like height of of all of this transformation that was happening in my life. So I think whatever you asked me, like, just struck a chord, and I was like, oh, this is so um, mm. pa- such a powerful question. Um, okay, what would I tell? Say that again. Ask me the question yep. again. <laughs> what would you tell your pre motherhood self? Hmm. Hmm. Today, I would tell her to get to know who Jesus is, to trust him. Well, that certainly takes the burden off of you, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) For our kids, for our husbands, for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. What if we just trusted a little more and got into those? What if we just trusted? And trust is really hard. And so it's it's a growing thing, and you grow it as you continue in that relationship. So I would just say, like, Emily, just, you know learn who he is, Yeah. really who he is, pay attention to really who God's character is, and then decide if you trust that or not. Yeah. I think it would change a lot in my life. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Thanks, Emily. Congrats on your new book, and I hope everyone will pick it up, and it'll be linked over at the website. Have a All wonderful, right. wonderful day. You too. Thank you. Bye. I hope you enjoyed that conversation so much, and if you're feeling – like the walls around you are caving in and like there's just not enough space for all of your family members to go when they're doing Zoom school or when you are trying to work or when you're trying to work out or you just need some peace and quiet, just picture getting an RV with a bunch of kids (laughs) and traveling around for days on end. Maybe that'll make your home feel a little bit more spacious. (laughs) Thanks, Emily, for coming on the show. I hope you'll pick up her book freely and lightly. Everything is linked at extraordinarymomspodcast.com. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, you can do that at jessicadalquist3. I am 35 weeks pregnant now, and there's going to be some baby news coming pretty soon. I can feel it. Fourth boy on the way. So if you want to follow along, that is the place to do that. Alrighty, everybody. Thanks for tuning into the podcast today, and we will see you next week for another episode with another Extraordinary Mom. Bye.